Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com slash Cast. What's a Patreon, you say? It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. 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 This is only if you got the money. We got koozies. We got custom obituaries. We got stickers. We have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if I don't like history? You're wrong. You love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're going to do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at every corner. Roast Mortem Cast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men? Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point to point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool too, you know. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Or you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? Hello, welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm Tom. No one. Yo, I'm Travis Doc. And I'm your Cody for the evening. Mm. Uh, yeah. Where, where's that? Where's that other guy? Yeah, where? You guys want to know where Mike is? He's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, you you want to know when is, I found out? Is he calling in? No, it was or? an hour before we started recording. Oh, he's in oh. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where Mike is. Love Park is shut down. Is that where skaters go to love? Oh, let me take you out to Love Park, <laughs> skater girl. This is what we deal with at Ross Mortem. We have uh, a um, a multi million dollar industry. Just talking to you oh, people, yeah. and Mike can't show up to work. We're paying for his car. He's got a company house. He's got all. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's ruining He's got us. a dormer. He's got a dormer on the South Shore. Just built a dormer. Come on, Mike. The only reason he doesn't record from his house down there is because uh, he refuses to pay for the internet. Yeah. Wow. The one thing that we will not pay for, and he won't do it. No. We got him a boat. <laughs> He's, not, he's got a boat from Rose Mortem Money. We just give it a mic. Uh, the boat from Rose Mortem Money is more of a raft. Yeah. <laughs> I made it at Home Depot. Still a boat. Let's be honest, Tom. It's not a boat. It's a raft. All right. Look, it's this isn't about honesty. This is about black and white. Who's here? Who's not? Guess what? He's not here. He's dead to me this week. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, same, he's, same, same, same. He's so tonight, we're roasting Mike. <laughs> uh, how's everyone's weeks, dogs? Dandy, good, fine. I'm feuding with one of my neighbors. She's uh, she, she's butthurt that I walk my dog past her house too much, and I don't pick up my dog's piss. <laughs> pick up your dog's piss? Yeah. Oh, because the dog piss burns holes in the lawn, right? Yeah, it's 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 the fucking ooze from a uh, TMNT, and it'll just mutate her fucking. Uh, it's not even her lawn; it's the 
public property and she's just this vile hag that like gets up on my grill for doing nothing wrong. I, I, I can see the thrombosis setting in to her <laughs> shitty physique and it's like, oh, she, she's in for an early grave and I'm just there walking a chihuahua, <laughs> have, having a blast, spreading her piss everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, she, that, she'll be my week. she'll be dead. So she's already dead. She's just the yeah. pulse. Oh, yeah, to me. As they say, dead from the neck up. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, Cody, um, you know what they say about how like eight spiders, like what, like a million spiders crawl in your mouth while you're sleeping? <laughs> yeah. Um, does that happen exactly with geckos in Hawaii? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Burrito-sized geckos climbing into your mouth. Just, like, <laughs> Oh, what a fucking nightmare. Well, a little like, gecko in your mouth in the middle of the night? Yeah, trying to save you 15% on car insurance. Yeah, like, I was thinking about Gex, the suavest gecko ever. Oh, that yeah, he's smooth. That game plays like he, shit, by the way. Shut up. It looks cool. He goes. He lives in movies. Great. That gecko is welcome in my mouth. Oh, that's disgusting. I, you're done with your week. Ugh. Yeah, Tom, yeah. how is your week? Uh, good. We um, Well, Cody and I actually did the Rich Dickman show. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Mike was there, but he's dead now. So who gives a shit? But we, yeah, we were we we're on on the horn with Rem and Ray, cool dudes. We had a great, very cool dudes, great talk with them. Um, that's where, uh, yeah, Rem found out I did WWE music, and uh, I heard a man get wet for the first time. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it I'm sorry weird. I couldn't be there. I had a medical, I had a medical emergency. I stapled my butthole together. So, wow, you, you told me you had your penis stuck to a flagpole. It, I did. I mean, I was just off. which is true, or it, both of them. It true. ended up costing more to unstaple my butthole than to get my dick detached from the lamppost. So, but I understand well, that. That's your problem. Yeah. So we did that, and um, yeah, podcast stuff. That, and then um. We're all doing Mighty Morphin Power Hour with Riley this yeah, week. Yeah, that's coming up. So that'll be a good time. On Monday night, I went to a Christian halfway house to talk about what? Christian death metal with my other podcast, oh. Heavy Hole. What? Nice. So you was like Monday Night Raw with Jesus? <laughs> we got into this house. There was about, I don't know, maybe six or seven people there. At least half of them wearing Team Jesus shirts. That's weird. They were very nice, but they were also, let's put it this way, we got prayed for that night. Ooh, you Satanists. There you go. You Satanists, you. Yeah, we talked to a gentleman named John that knew way more about Christian death metal than I even knew was a thing. Wait, but there's like, like, because when I hear Christian metal, I think of like, yeah, yeah, but there's like, death metal? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll know on your episode. So I'm just praying they don't listen to this episode because I can't talk shit about them on the other thing because they have that RSS. They were able to figure that out. Uh-oh. Um, and then also in, They're learning. In, in heavy metal terms for my week, I had a, I had a fun week. But uh, one last nice. thing. I went to Lucky 13, which is a strip club slash bar slash venue that is like, it's like Applebee's, but for metalheads. It is the one of the coolest venues I've ever been to. And I accidentally put my tongue on the stripper pole once. How does that accidentally happen? Uh, well, you know. No, I don't. That's why I asked the question. I didn't realize it was a stripper pole. I was just like licking things. Okay, so you just lick pole. It's on the bar. I thought it, I, I was on the bar. I thought it was like a nerd's rope or something. Yeah, because we know how those are with bars. Nerds ropes everywhere for everyone. Yeah. And I'm there with Gabby, and I'm, uh, uh, I have to tell her, I'm like, I'm really glad that your dad loves you. 
<laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with strippers. No, they are they're but... performance artists. Yes. Yeah, well, Lucky 13 has more going for it than just the strippers, but if you go to a strip club, that is the worst place to sink your money because you're throwing you're throwing money at a booty that you will never see or get. I mean, yeah, you'll see it, but it, well, yeah, it'll, it'll never it. be a private show unless you pay more money. Up, but yeah, <laughs> if it's what you want, then it's fine. Yeah. It's dancing yeah. on the edge because the next edge is risking taking a woman out for a free meal <laughs> and then getting nothing. That yeah. costs the same. Yeah. So my week was filled with shit and good times. <laughs> Travis, how was your week? Ugh, you know, my week had some things that happened to me. I Well, basically, I think I might need to change my profession to Spider-Man. I'm going to leave He's it at pro that. Pro-Spider-Man? Pro-Spider-Man. Okay. Like, if you imagine like a BMX boy that go over like sick jumps. Like, hell yeah, dude, I'm on a bike, duck. But like me with ropes, I'm just shooting ropes. I'm jerking off shooting ropes. I hate to break it to you, dude. That doesn't pay a lot. Dude, it pays so yeah. much, dude. I'm going to be like next Tone Hawk of Spider-Man, pretty much. A Peter Parkour. Yeah, oh, my Peter goodness. Parkour. Don't put me as a reference on your resume. I'm not going to fucking talk to anyone. I already did, dude. They're calling you tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking for a while. No one that listens to this podcast cares about us. They care about who we're talking about. Uh, yes. Yeah, I guess so. You know that. <laughs> So who's on the chopping block? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Tonight, we are going out to the wild, wild west where giant spiders happen. And they got oh, robot yeah. arms. And like Will Smith is like, oh, hell no. Like, we're going wild mm-hmm. west, dude. I love that. Okay, cool. Um, So I got a little story. Before I tell you who this is, I got a story behind how I found this person. So on my cross-country trip, you can check out the whole fucking shit on Patreon if you're a fucking member. Plug that oh, shit. Oh, we love you guys. Yeah. Um, but on my cross-country trip out to Portland, I stopped at a preserved Wild West town in Montana called Virginia City. Now, Virginia City was a one of those booming mining towns. And at one point, it had 30,000 people living in it. Okay. Today, it has about 100 that live there year-round. And maybe like seasonally about 300 that kind of come in during the summer and, you know. Oh, nice. Do they have Chinese food? No Chinese, dude. Well, actually, there was a lot of Chinese there in the past, but they all left. They were like, dude, Uh, we got to go to, there's no General Sows here. We got to go find where the General Sows are. All went to LA. So you went to a place that's named after a state, New Virginia, correct? Virginia City in Montana. Virginia, Virginia City. City. So so Montana, very sad, sad, lonely state. <laughs> I love Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like people, that's why. There's just no one there. So so you're there and how do you discover this gentleman? Okay, so the whole thing about the town is it, it's not like one of those like frontier towns where they like built, you know, like a stupid ass, you know, fort or something and there's people walking uh, around like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." Basically what had happened to this town <laughs> was that it was just untouched for almost 100 years. Um, so a lot of these houses were like time capsules. And around like the okay. early 2000s, like 1990s, uh, people have realized that all this, these, these people's shit and everything was still in the house, and they basically just opened it up as like a, I'm not, like, almost like a preserved-in-time museum. Like they didn't, okay. they didn't retouch the buildings. They literally just like opened the door and put like a gate up, and then like, 
maybe put some more like items in there that might have been like there at the time and some mannequins. But it was so really it's like cool. A like Twilight Zone episode where you got off of the spaceship with two of those other Aryan gentlemen and walked <laughs> around a perfectly preserved town from the 1950s, but everyone was standing still. Yeah. Except that one guy, I think his name was Elmer, but he looked more like a Fred. There was an Elmer there. I met him at the, he was actually serving drinks. Um, this really white, this um, uh, very thick drink no. that I was, I was drinking the entire time. It came in a, no. a squeeze tube. You bet syrup. Yeah, you bet syrup. Elmer's you bet syrup. That's what I was drinking while I was there. Yes. Uh, um, uh. So Virginia City's claim to fame is that it's the birthplace of Calamity Jane. Who? Oh, why is that familiar? Yeah. Yeah, she was this drunk fucking Wild West shooter chick who we will double back and do eventually. Oh, hell yeah. But I did this. They, they pronounced Clammy wrong. Yeah, Clammy Jane. <laughs> Clam Titty Jane. <laughs> well, we'll talk about Clam Titty Jane later. You know, we'll do. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about okay. her another time. She's Good, an I'm excited. She's character. But uh, on this tour, I learned about this Wild West badass that I'd never heard of before, a guy named Jack Slade. Well, that, that sounds even badass. That sounds like a fucking franchise villain. That guy's taking names and numbers, and he's not fucking backwards. He fucks forwards. Yeah, and, oh. and like that's his name. It's not like he doesn't have any of these like nicknames like Wild Bill Hickok. His name is fucking Jack Slade, dude. Denny the Dippy Cumrag. Yeah, is that so a name for someone? Dippy Cumrag's my name in the Wild West. When I was in Montana, if you go to Montana yeah. nowadays, you're like, where's Dippy Cumrag? <laughs> I'm just imagining like an old school like tombstone, like here lies Dippy Cumrag. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> All right, so I picked a book on this guy. I read about him, and I found out that he was an awesome dude, but also a fucking sociopathic dickhead. And he was one of the most famous... We don't know about him now, but back in the day, he was one of the most famous gunslingers of the time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you hear that, Bagel Boss? <laughs> Whenever I hear the term gunslinger, I just imagine somebody throwing their fucking revolver. <laughs> not not firing it, just <laughs> like being a public nuisance and throwing it at passing by stagecoaches. <laughs> oh, my. He's slanging it. Um, so, all right. All right. So keep in mind, most of these events have alternate versions. I mean, this is the Wild West. Everyone loves a tall tale. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, it was covered I, by Fox. Yeah, I'm going to go with the most widely accepted and verified versions of the events because uh, the book I read had like three different versions. It was like, this one probably happened. This one definitely didn't uh-huh. happen. It's like a boring choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. We actually know a lot about Jack Slade because Mark Twain had met him and wrote... Like books of the West in in this book called Roughing It. Nice. But if we know anything about Mark Twain, he just exaggerated the shit out of, out of everything. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. Even yeah. his name, right? Yeah, it was a little Twain boy. Mark Twain. <laughs> what was a Twain? It was a measurement to the bottom of a river. A Twain is like yeah. twelve feet. Uh, twain means two, and Mark is like some kind of measurement. So like literally translated, his name is like forty feet or something like that. It's talking about his peen. Yeah, that's that is a cumbersome peen. That's that's a handicap, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the picture of that guy that like literally gets stopped at TSA because his dick is too big? And now I have it, but I need it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a picture of him with the pants on. It looks like he has a fucking club in his. <laughs> Surprisingly, he's he, a white man. That why was is that he a, hard going through TSA. He's my question. No, he's man. soft. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
I understand when people get hard going through the TSA because it's like it's like a government run rub and tug. You know, they touch your body, they spread your cheeks, they go, "Excuse me, so I'm gonna have to reach in here," and like not every therapist they have inspecting you might be your type, but. No. On the other hand, if it is your type, you're going to get hard. Especially if you watch a lot of exhibitionist kind of porn. If that's a fantasy for you, oh, man, I'm surprised we haven't lost more eyes at the TSA. <laughs> I'm all about x-ray porn, dude. I just love seeing the bones. <laughs> spooky, uh, scary skeletons? Yeah, sp- I'm in the spooky porn about bones. All right, so let's talk about Jack Slade. Uh, he, was, he was born Joseph Alfred Slade. In 1831 in Carlisle, Illinois. There you go. Old-timey name. Um, His family was pretty well off. His father, Jack Slade, was in politics and had that big dick influence in Carlisle. His mom Mm. was pretty much like the model example of a wife should be in the the 1830s, like Betty Crocker-esque, you know? Nice. Big tits, apron, yeah. Yeah, big tits not doing anything, really. Her husband has, like, more than $70 in the bank. Owns the whole town. Wow. That's a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Well. Jack Jack was uh, pretty well... I mean, I, said, I said his name is Joseph, but he went by Jack. Um, yeah. But Jack was uh, pretty well educated. You know, he came from a rich family, and he was said to be pretty smart. Got all straight A's. His father passed away when he was young and left his family pretty well off, though. You know I mean? His mom got a big inheritance of, like, 60 bucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then remarried another politician because you know if you're a Betty Crocker type, you got that big titties. You got to like get in with the politics. You have your own sway. Oh, yeah. Also, it's not hard to get perfect A's in dirt school. <laughs> no, dude, I like that term, dirt school. Might be harder. You think so? Yeah, you got to learn your right. gazintas out there, man. Yeah, there weren't there weren't TI eighty threes back then. You don't have to learn your gazintas. In in 1800s America, the Gazintas only came here later on. The they, Germans they brought Ellis yeah. Island. That's the Yiddish folk bring the Gazintas. Uh, <laughs> Ellis Island did over. Yeah, that and yeah, Cats exactly. Deli. They Ellis Island did, but you know, you understand. You get off the island. I think I'm going to move in here. Queens, Williamsburg, perhaps. That's about it. Gazintas to you. Gazint- <laughs> we have that yellow star there. Gazintas and pastramis. Sapamis. Yeah. All right, so Jack, at the age of 13, was com- starting to become a little bit of a Huckleberry Finn. Started to skip class. He started to hang nice. out with the poor kids, getting into trubs and smoking cigarettes. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's one of those white guys who used the N-word a lot. <laughs> yeah, you could put it like that. Maybe. I'm sure his white friends were also probably white, but but brown from the dirt and beatings that they got from their family members. Okay, so uh, Jack started to refuse to wear shoes. He refused to clean his clothes. And while most of the town folk was like, all right, we understand, like, the poor kids getting in trouble, being all dirty because, like, they're poor. And they live from, like, you know, I'm sure they have a bad, you know, life at home. But Jack it's was their job to be dirty. Yeah. Roll around in the mud and and uh you know rip off old people. <laughs> That's what they do. I guess do. boomers was, weren't around back then, so America was pretty innocent. Yeah, but Jack was rich and he came from a rich background, and so everyone just gave him shit for being a little butthole. You know? <laughs> like Jack, you got a little semen on your toes. You might want to wash that off. <laughs> I'm good. One day Jack and his two poor kid friends 
were cut in class. They went off to the woods down by the creek. And there they were all cool, like smoking some bows. They were like, hell yeah, dude. Look at me. Yeah, I hated when you did that when we were in high school. I hated that that was what you thought was cool. (laughs) What, me making that sound? Yeah, when we go when we cut class and go smoke stogies and you'd be out there going ba 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 We're trying to do this God on damn. the low. Wish I didn't ask you to cut class, sir. <laughs> I know. I was I always got caught by Mr. was it Rodriguez? Roberto. Was it? Roberto. It was just Roberto. There yeah, was no Mr. That guy Yeah, yeah, that little <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roberto, Roberto rolling around campus. Yeah, and his Oh, fucking... you kiss out of trouble. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> And you then he just how- run away, and he's like, you got to get back on school property. I cannot take this golf cart off the property. No, he had a pickup truck. You know how, like, in the Middle East, they just call pickup trucks yeah. technicals? That was, like, the fucking Roberto <laughs> <No>. technical. <laughs> wow. So, all right. So he's out in the woods smoking cigarettes. What happens when he smokes c- cigarettes? Like, what do you attract when you smoke cigarettes? Smokey the bear. Uh People looking to bum cigarettes. That's right, Cody. Hobos. <laughs> so, yeah. so out of nowhere, some hobo just like stumbles out of a bush. And he's like, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll smell stinky little cigarettes. Hell yeah. And he's like trying to bump some smokes. And then the hobo's like, hey, I can take advantage of these boys. And I can tell them like, yo, you should go steal me some food in town or else I'm going to tell your parents I caught you smoking. Didn't he realize that they made the cigarette out of the bush that he was sleeping in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the boys uh, were kind of getting nervous. Like, they weren't sure if the hobo was bluffing. Um, but, like, you know, the hobo's like, oh, he's like, started to laugh. He was like, you guys are going to be in so much trouble, man. I caught you smoking bugs. And right in the middle of some, like, belly laugh, whack! Jack hit the hobo over the head with a rock that he'd been hiding behind his back. The hobo fell to the ground. Jack jumped on top of the hobo and crushed his skull with the rock into a mushy paste. Blood spraying everywhere and all over him and and his friends. Well, you know what they say. Victimless crime. You know, you know what I love? Like, whenever I'm, like, smoking a cigarette and, and, like, some fucktard has the gall to be like, you know, that'll kill you. Like, I like to retort, like, (laughs) yes. So is talking to probably armed strangers, <laughs> and this is a prime example of that. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't give smokers flack. Just let them smoke. Yeah, any of our uh, extra cool listeners. I mean, we only have cool listeners, but any of our extra cool ones oh, yeah. that like you know like ripping menthols on the side. Someone says that to you, just say can't wait. You know, like no one what? wants to have that conversation. One of my favorite presidents said, like, uh, walk softly and carry a hard rock. Yeah, that, that's about right. <laughs> Is that the guy who started the TSA? Yeah. A couple hard <laughs> yeah. rocks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Jack convinced his, uh, his friends to roll the body into the river. Uh, As you do. Yeah, or the creek. Um, and then he told them, don't tell anyone, dude. It's just a hobo. Like, we can just... Like, if anyone finds him, he might have fell, fallen asleep on the railroad tracks and got his head crushed. Then he threatened the boys, you know, you know, you better fucking do it. Also, both of them are, fu- like, everyone's covered in blood right now. This is like some Kill Bill shit. You know what I mean? Thank God they're near the river. Yeah. Just jump in. Hey, Jack, what happened to your clothes? Uh, no, you know, I, maybe I was having a little gay sex with my buddies here. Uh, maybe I'm not, like, as poor as them, but I still want to get my rocks off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one's going to talk about it. So they all Jesus. they all hurried home, and by the time Jack climbed in his window, you know, to to change his bloody clothes out, the sheriff was knocking on the doors, on his door. Oh wow! One of his one of his friends had spilled the beans. So <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. So now <laughs> the sh- Hines. So now the sheriff is. You know, he's dealing with one of the most distinguished families in Carlisle. And he's like, he told his parents, he's like, you know what? Like, Jack might get away with this shit because, like, he was was a hobo. But, like, you know, you're going to get, like, a lot of slack as, like, a political family. Like, you should probably just tell your kid to leave town. Oh, so times have not changed. So uh, his stepdad telegrammed uh, Jack's uncle in Texas and within 24 hours, Jack was on a wagon to Texas, never to return home. Wow. All right. Who cares? Back then, it all looked the same. <laughs> right? Slade goes out to Texas. And Texas at the time was the Wild West. Rough and tumble. Nothing like hmm. nothing like Illinois. You know, I don't know. What, Cody, you lived in Illinois, didn't you? Uh, I lived in St. Louis, <laughs> which is uh, Illinois right across the river. Okay, so exactly. So. It was nothing like Cody. <laughs> yeah um I, I wasn't alive during the 1840s however yeah so by the by the age of 16 jack could out fight out shoot and out drink anyone he crossed wow look at that that's a that's a resume and a half yeah um he was an incredible shot with the pistol pistol like supernaturally good didn't matter if he was sober or just completely wrecked, the dude could hit a target, you know, from way longer than you could do with, like, a pistol. I he like had that. a steady hand yeah. and uh, an experience killing a, a vicious hobo. His weapons of choice were the Bowie knife and the Patterson's Colt revolver. If you're a gun person, I don't know what the Patterson Colt revolver is like. Huh. So in 1847, Jack traveled back to Illinois... You know, this is after he's like a big ass, like badass in Texas. Mm-hmm. And just a few towns over from where he massacred the hobo, he enlisted in the U.S. Army. Nice. All right. Now, we don't have any photos of Jack, which is going to make my job kind of hard uh, when we come out with a picture. There's a there's a, a sketched picture of him, and it looks really bad. Like, I drew oh. it bad. Yeah, I like that. But um, there, this is where we get like a first description of what this guy looked like, his build and everything. So he was five foot six. He was one hundred and fifty pounds. Said to be very muscular, dark complexion, black eyes, and light hair. He's a scrawny little guy. That's well, you know, back then they didn't eat as many uh, servings. Yeah, yeah, there so, was Nutella. Yeah, that height is pretty normal. Because they were all smalls, you know, everyone was pretty small. Like when they say, "No, nah, I mean, oh, wow. dude, uh, actually, Americans were some of the tallest people in the world." Travis, are you trying to step on what I'm saying? I am, because uh, fucking George Washington was six three, dude. Wow. Six three was different back then. I'm six three. I could beat that nerd up. <laughs> I'll give him his wooden teeth. I will so tall. show them. Okay, so why did Jack join the military? It wasn't for any like patriotic pride or anything. And the dude hated taking orders, but the one thing he hated more than taking orders was Mexicans. Whoa, okay, yeah. Racist trend. Right. Yeah. So America was actually in the middle of the Mexican American War. And another reason why people think that he may have joined the military was because he was on the run from the law and the military used to expunge your record when you joined. 
Well, that's obviously it. I mean, his his Mexican hate might be hearsay, you know? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Wow. So Jack only lasted a year and a half in the service. Most of the what time happened? most of the time he spent in the stockades for disobeying orders. Um, Jack joined when he was 18 and left when he was 19. So instead of heading back to Texas, Jack thought, well, why don't I try my hand at the real American frontier? So he started to head real west, not even Texas west, more west. There you go. Manifest destiny, Jack. So Jack, uh, his first stop was Des Moines, Iowa. Awful place. Really bad, bad city. You've been there, right? Yeah, I have. Also, what I will say is Iowa City, awesome place. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like New York. New York City is pretty neat. I mean, it's expensive. There's a lot of homeless, but it's there's things to do. In Albany, it's just homeless. <laughs> like and Scantron. The city itself. Yeah. yeah and the and city so, itself so Des Moines is, is like that. Home. And it's also like a giant corn stalk just in the middle of nowhere. Like you're driving on 95, not 95, uh, I-80, and you just see this little blip of a city and you get closer and then you're in it and then you turn around and you see it leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> you see all those like roadside advertisements for like world's largest yarn ball. Well, the 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 world's largest truck stop is there. Well, fancy. I'm not gonna lie. When when I made my my trip out here to Portland, I completely went around Iowa. <laughs> I was like, eh, eh. all right, whatever. Who cares? I mean, I don't know if we have any Iowa listeners. So I tell us why yeah. we're wrong. Yeah, let us know. Let us know where you're from, Iowa. Uh, Vowel to consonant ratio. By 1849, Jack was flat broke, cold, hungry, and out in the streets in Kansas City, Nebraska. Okay. But that is when he found his calling, and his calling was freight transportation. All right, working man. Yeah, a trucker, pretty much, of the 1800s. Stop killing hobos. Yeah, stop killing hobos and Mexicans for a minute. I like this. So the one major, like one of the major frontier freighting companies, was a company called Russell Major and Waddle. Um, Silly, I like it. Yeah. So interesting piece of music. (laughs) (laughs) So if you were looking to transport anything uh, from the east to one of the major frontier cities, which were Denver and Salt Lake City, you'd probably go through these guys. Nice. Um, Now this trek, it was almost. From, like, the civilized world, where, like, it wasn't frontier, to these major outposts was about 600 miles. And this was through the Great Plains, uh, a place that was littered with bandits, rustlers, and the most feared of them, the Cherokee and Sioux Raiders. Because they're going to scalp your bitches. They're going to make it happen. Take that scalp off. <laughs> not, o- not only did they take your scalp, but a lot of times they'd find uh, Teamsters on the side of the road with no dick. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I-, I guess the question has to be popped now. Um, if you were to live with one of those. Hmm. What? No scalp tricky. or no dick? Yeah. So which head do you want to get rid of is the question. Dude, I I think I look pretty sick with like, you know, like like a butt, like a bicked head and then the beard going on, you know what I mean? But like my brain's kind of hanging out. Yeah, your brain is out there, you know. You <laughs> can see the chips. Yeah. Their knives weren't exactly uh precision, surgical precision. 
I'm, I'm going to agree with Travis. I would rather be scalped than castrated because, like, I can I can grow out the sideburns and then just man bun it back up, so you couldn't even <laughs> tell I've been scalped. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. And then you can move to L.A. Yeah, where all the gurus are. <laughs> it's guru time, baby. I got my dick. I am ready to fuck. Don't look at the top of my head. So, <laughs> Russell, Major, and Waddle, which I'm just going to call RMW from now on because it's long. And I'm Why don't you just call them Waddles? Waddles. I like Waddles. All right, Waddles. Yeah. So, Waddles. Waddles needed, like, tough men. Tough men with nothing to lose. You know what I mean? One of those types yeah. of guys. Like the guys from the village people. <laughs> yeah. The kind of guys who could take other men if they needed to. Well, Jack was perfect because he was the M in the village people. Which yeah. means man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, you're actually right. Shut up. Y, I'm not the right. The M in YMCA stands for man. I'm not right. But anyway, he was hired for a handsome salary of $100 a month. All right. Well, That's dude. not bad. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I wish I could have that kind of money. <laughs> so Jack was out on his first trip. He was moving wagons from Kansas City to Denver. Uh, the other Teamsters, more experienced, laughed at Jack because Jack refused to carry a rifle. He said a revol- uh, He said he wouldn't carry. Oh, okay. He wouldn't carry a rifle, b- rifle because they were clumsy. All he needed was a revolver and his Bowie knife. That's it. And the dudes were like, "All right, uh, whatever. You're gonna die, but this stupid idiot." More hundred dollars wow. a month for us. Yeah. So that's ballsy. So the wagon made it about a hundred miles west of Kansas City. Okay. And it was attacked by the dr- dreaded Cherokee dog soldiers. Um, oh, wow. You know about them? Like a, no, but my imaginary <laughs> head picture is like dreaming up of like a rejected 90s cartoon of just a dog soldier, Native American gang that has yeah, like too sh- much attitude. Like street sharks, but with yeah. canines. Yeah. Like, work yeah, that yeah, into yeah. the title. Yeah, these were like, these were like street like canine corral. <laughs> Let it go and see what happens. We're a bunch of stray dogs. Woo woo woo. <laughs> I only did that sound because I didn't want to put my hand on my mouth. <laughs> these were like uh, so they were like street sh- sharks, but they were like the Cherokee Spec Ops. They were the meanest, fiercest warriors in the West. Everyone feared okay. these guys, you know, because they're dogs. Like, yo, what up, dog? Dog soldiers be at it. Got it. X gonna give it to you. Yeah. So the wagons were stopped at a creek to refill their canteens when the Braves came out over the hills, full charge, firing their rifles. The crew of the, these wagons ducked behind. Oh, wait, hold on. Rifles stolen by the white man. Oh, come on. Horses, horses come on. also stolen by the white man. <laughs> yeah, give these white guys a break. <laughs> come Please. on. Yeah. Well, you know what? They used ho- Who did it better? Who did it better? A white man or a Cherokees on the horse? Come on. I, f- I feel like we're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be an Iron Maiden song about this. So but whatever. So the crew ducked behind the wagon, and for a second, Jack was like stunned. He didn't know what to do. He just watched one of his friends lose his hand from the the shot of. Uh, I'm just gonna call them Indians. I don't agree with the term, but I'm gonna call them Indians because this is a fucking book I read. Indian rifle blew this dude's hand off. Okay. So this dude's wow. this dude's like cowering for a second. He doesn't know what to do. Then all of a sudden, he just jumped out of cover, starts cursing, and he planted his feet in the ground. 
you know, all Western style, spread, you know, pointed his revolver out at the Braves, which were about 50 uh-huh. yards out, which is way outside the range of a revolver. That's um, big, yeah. Yeah, Jack lined up his Colt and bam, shot right in the in between the eyes, right in between the eyes, buy some wood. Wow. Well, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's one and a half football fields. Wait, 150 or 50? 50. Cody, you've never watched football. <laughs> no. I, half a football field. Dude, like the Jets could be like, like how fast does the jet fly, Cody? Uh, it's got to be like 13 feet a second, right? I am so glad we didn't invite Joe Namath on this episode. <laughs> he was already. Oh, is he, yeah, is he chirping yeah. up again? Yeah, because between Skechers and Roast Mortem, he is busy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy hits a fucking an Indian from very far distance. And the team Teamsters were like, how the fuck did this guy just do that? You know, and so we have actual like people that were there that can confirm. It might have not have been exactly 50 yards, but it was a fucking long distance, you know? I buy it. Um, so they kind of, he kind of rallied everyone and all the teamsters came out, started firing their rifles. Um, and one by one, Jack just picked off every single Indian off of their horse with his fucking revolver. So there were six Indians. Well, I mean, he might've reloaded. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Um, that is fucking impressive actually. So, yeah, I mean, what well, he's a good guy. He's just protecting these iPhone cases that need to be delivered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um uh, eventually the dog soldiers like fuck this and they retreated. So Jack strolled out to the fallen Indians and uh started cutting their ears off as trophies. Some of them were still oh, alive on the ground. Okay. Oops. Sorry. All right. Also, I just want to be clear. They're the bad guys in this story right now. <laughs> Um, Seems like it. Eh. <laughs> well, mm, uh. all right. So well, c- go with me on this one. So when they're the bad guys, which we're agreeing, you guys are having a hard time, but <laughs> our listeners understand what we're talking about. When they're the bad guys, they're Indians. And when they're the good guys, they're Native Americans. All right. Well, uh, they're Native yeah, Americans yeah. then. <laughs> they're a bunch of John Redcorns taking care of your wife while you're out. Uh huh. That's, you know, those are the people that were victimized. So one one of the Indians that were fallen, um, Jack walked over to the guy was making some noise on the ground. He was like, oh, no, hell yeah. And Jack was like, shut the fuck up and shot him in the throat just to make him shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Throat shots like squeamish, squeamish me out. It's just like, just shoot him in the head. Right. Yeah, with exactly. So the next town that the wagon stopped at, Jack stopped an Indian man outside of a general store and asked him if he knew the Cherokee chief. And the guy did. So Jack gave him the bag of ears and said, I'd love to a- tell him this. I'd love to add your ears to my collection. What is he doing with the ears? Is he like <laughs> steeping it in tea or something? Dude, he loves ears. Did he clarify that he was not talking about corn? Because <laughs> that's a very oh, sacred crop yeah. to the Native American people. You got to read the fine line. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. I'd love to eat your ears, please. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. I, he was able to cross those two. I, you know. I hear you make a fantastic Mexican street corn. I'd love to try it. Even though I hate Mexicans, <laughs> said Jack. <laughs> okay, good save. Good save, Travis. <laughs> so Jack quickly made a name for himself, uh, and he worked his way up uh, Waddle, the company Waddle. 
<laughs> Got it. Yeah, waddled his way up. Waddled. Yeah, he waddled it up. So he made himself. Which is easy to do because people just die constantly. So as long as you're alive, you're getting promoted. Yeah, he. Be- it's oh, yeah. different than now. He became a manager. Then he became a superintendent. And eventually he was responsible for over 500 miles of trail. Now, wow. how did he get all this company clout? Just being a vicious asshole. Um, so unlike me, who gets all jolly and stupid when I get drunk, Jack Dang. was a nasty asshole. <laughs> he oh. was a real mean drunk. So it was a bit of a like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hi- Mr. Hyde situation. Um, oh, because okay. while Jack was ruthless um, in his ways of controlling the, the freight lines, uh, right. he always obeyed the law to a T. But when he was dr- drunk, mm. he just became a reckless, cold-blooded killer. Uh, all right. Now, on a- I feel like we all have friends like that to to varying degrees, of course. But right, we we all know that guy that has like who you're talking about. Uh, yes, we all have that same friend. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. God damn it, Chaz! <laughs> why did you drink that bottle of vodka? And now you're just humping a signpost, making death threats <laughs> to the post. Yeah, you give me rosé, I'm gonna be pissed at everybody. Well, yeah, rosé yeah. is a fighting I drink. I yeah, can't even on rosé. It changes my it changes my gender personality and I become uh excuse the language but total bitch. <laughs> yeah, I f- I flip the monopoly board and glass the nearest fucker. On one of uh, this happened early on in his career. He uh, Jack Slade and one of his wagon drivers were necking some whiskey around a fire. The two uh, got in an argument and uh, mind you, this God. Jack is his you know this driver is his employee. Like, you know, this is a subordinate, subordinate, right? It's like your boss comes up to you, and this is what happens. So Mm. Jack was just kind of itchy to fight. He just wanted to fight someone. And Uh the wagon driver, Andrew Farris, um, was kind of like egging Jack on. He was saying like, oh, like, what? you're so tough? Uh, Yeah, right, bro. You're just an idiot. I got more hair on my balls than you do, mate. You've got nothing down there. You fucking summer peach. You got a little fuzz on it. That's all you got, mate. So So this is is the Long Island equivalent of nipple bumping. Yes, exactly. So Andrew was like, hey, if you're so damn tough, why don't you shoot me? In fact, I dare you to shoot me. Okay. So with without hesitation, Jack pulled out his Colt and shot Andrew through the heart. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. After okay. the man fell to his knees, you know, dying, Jack cradled Andrew saying, "Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Andy." But Jack oh, okay. Jack was never charged for the murder because of some bullshit code of the West. Well, he invited it. It was consensual. Yeah, consensual shooting. Consensual murder. Yeah. All right, so regardless of Jack's drunken exploits, Jack was good at his job, brutally good. So um, that might be a reason why his company kind of like turned a blind eye to like him shooting people and doing this like skullduggery. I don't care if he shot one of his employees. He got 90 pounds of sugar to the general store. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. (laughs) Yeah, yay capitalism. So he just pisses in bottles. It's fine. So during uh, one of uh, Jack's missions on tracking down these wagon thieves, him and Jack's posse uh, jumped the four-man crew in the middle of the night while they were sleeping. So the first robber went went for his gun, and Jack put a bullet between his eyes. Fuck. The others surrendered, 
and they laid down their arms hoping they'd be spared. It's like, dude, I'm not going to shoot you. Like, I just bought, robbed a wagon, whatever. I stole a candy bar from the candy shop. Yeah, turn yeah, me in, but don't fuck me. So Jack ordered his men to fashion up three nooses. And while the robbers what? while the robbers begged and pleaded for their life not to kill him, because they didn't kill anyone on this wagon raid, they were like, you know, they just held him up and stole the goods. They're like, dude, we didn't kill anyone. Like, why are you fucking hanging me, man? Mm. <laughs> uh, just take my pants and leave me hanging out. Yeah. It, Jesus. It all, I'm vulnerable. It all fell to deaf ears because uh, Jack put them up on their horses, uh, threw the ropes over a tree branch. Oh, wow. And had his men tie them off. Then Jack personally inspected each noose while the thieves were, like, sobbing and then slapped the asses of each horse. And the horse shot out from under wow. them. Remember, there's no neck neck break in this, so the robbers just slowly strangled from the tree. No more you smooth brains trying to steal my grains. <laughs> Death by ass slapping. Y- yes, this was actually Jack's preferred method of execution. And, that is inhumane. And mind you, all of his victims definitely had a death boner. That's true. Yeah, once the blood starts going and you are, you know, your crotch is, you're being suspended by a tree. Uh-huh. And your crotch is like eye level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And you are you are rigging it up. Yeah. You are rigamortying. Well, you know? David Carradine. You're connected yeah. to the tree and so your penis becomes like a branch and it goes towards the sun or the moon. Yeah, right. You, you get literal wood. Yes, that's what rigor mortis is. Science doesn't tell you this because we don't like dirty parts, but it's all about our penis of the male being part moth. <laughs> do you think that's why? Do you think that's why there was like whenever they did hangings, there was a bunch of people that like showed up. They're like, "Oh, I just want to see a boner. There's some porn. I just want to see how big that dick is." You know, I got also, enough to do around here, but I can take ten minutes from the ice cream parlor shop. <laughs> So come out here and see how big that dick is when you dare. <laughs> also, they shat. Uh, they void bowels apparently too. So uh, poopy dicks. That's a, that's a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to see a boner and some guy, some bad guy, shit his pants for free. Yeah. That's a good laugh. So Jack, even Jack, today. Yeah. Jack left his victims on the branch, rode back into town, telegrammed the company, and said there will be no more robberies. And he was right. <laughs> that's, that's very confident of him. Yes. Wow. I like how he killed three fuckers and essentially filed a TPS report afterwards. Oh, no, yeah, he was killing left and right. This was just one example of... Wow. So, yeah, Jack's methods worked. I mean, he tortured, killed, hanged robbers just to keep them out of this business. And, you know, the the parent company loved it. They're like, hey, there's... It's about what works. It's You, you gotta keep it real. For example, Roast Mortem. Uh-huh. We're a history podcast. And I tell myself, I don't need to get drunk every time. And here I am telling myself I'm not going to get drunk tonight. And <laughs> You're getting drunk. It's about what works is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's about what's most effective. Yeah. Results. Thank you, yeah. parent company Budweiser. Future parent mm. company. Yes, please. <laughs> you don't have to just own us. You could be us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did it for Post Malone. He's sponsored by Bud Light. Come on. Oh, look at that. Yeah, come on. Hey, Rose Morning. I'll take Camel, camel too. You want Camel? That'd be cool. Mm. Uh, I'm a Newport guy. You know me. Shut up. You, you're going against your roots, Tom. Sometimes the leaves are heavier than the roots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all right. Jack pretty much scared everyone out of 
fucking this freight line robin. But understandable. But Jack had a soft side. You see, Jack had oh, found Jack had found the woman of his dreams. Oh, was it Grimace? <laughs> it wasn't Grimace. <laughs> no. No, it was Virginia. Okay. Um, now, we don't exactly know what her last name was because Jack had probably met her at a whorehouse. And, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but we do know. Jokes on Jack. Well, she was never named Virginia. It was a stage name. Yeah. But, yeah. but also, whores made, like, the most amount of money in the West. So, jokes on yeah. us. Guys, well, jokes on a. I mean, we're you know, Travis. This is this is old wealth we're talking. About. <laughs> the only thing we really know about Virginia is that she was quote well proportioned. So I'm talking big ass, huge titties. There we go. And Jack was like, I'm gonna marry this bitch, and he did. Oh yeah, back then they weren't into the shape. We, we they weren't into the into the Nicki Minaj's and Alexis Texas's of today. They had a thing where it was like tiny butt because No, I no, no, she so had a big butt room dude. on the bench. Yeah, no, 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 no. Only so much room on the bench. A lot of gut. A lot of front end, you know? Like you're only looking okay. at one half Top of the woman back then. Let's get as much as we can out of it. <laughs> I want to see that happy trail. I need a place to go. <laughs> I need to bring Kowtow home. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> so uh, they got married in 1857. All right. Um, and she seemed to be the only thing that could calm this wild animal, Jack Slate. And one of the ways she did was arson. What a lovely, what a lovely wife. Yeah. So administer arson like. Yeah. That. So Jack used to get piss ass drunk at this local saloon near their house. So Miss, Mrs. Slade went to the owner and said, you got to pack up and leave town. And, uh, okay. you know, you'd, you'd think like, oh, this is Jack Slade's wife. I would fucking get out of town. But the owner refused. So later that night, she showed up and just burnt the place to the ground. Oh, arson. I heard arsenic like an idiot. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's a firebug. Firebug. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so around this time, Jack got a new employee, a man named James Williams. Oh, okay. Nice name. Pretty bo- James Bill. Yeah, James Bill. Jim Bill. Jim Bill. Excuse me, Jim Bill. <laughs> got it. Jim Bill was from Pennsylvania, and he had gone out west uh, to become a miner, but he fucking sucked at it. He was over 18. <laughs> it didn't, didn't work. work. He liked spending too much time above ground. Like I like oxygen and sunlight. So he decided I'm a you know do the freight industry because everyone's doing okay. And obviously he had heard about Slade because Slade was almost like a household name back then. Everyone knew that he was a fucking badass taking ears and shit. Yeah, dog. Um, and instantly, you know, he was lucky enough to end up in you know uh, uh, as an employee of Slade. So instantly, the two guys didn't like each other. Um, b- okay. But again, Jack needed an experienced driver, which James was, and James needed work. So makes sense. Their route was between Julesburg, Colorado, and Virginia City, Montana. And now Jack, Jack always had that big dick mentality of you know earning respect through beating the shit out of his employees. Yeah, that's how I do it. I understand. I've been there, dude. I've been a barista. I mean, I haven't, but I imagine that's how it is. I've had my ass handed to me by all kinds of wealthy men. (laughs) But James wasn't having any of it. James refused to work for a bully. Jack was like, I don't like this guy, uh, so I'm going to put him at the back of the freight line 
which okay. the back of the freight line was the worst because that's where all the dust and shit gets kicked up. You know, you're at the back oh, okay. of it. Okay. Yeah. So some argument uh, occurred because like James felt like he had it out for him, and all of a sudden, don't you know it? There was an old timey shootout situation going on. Fuck. Okay, Travis. You know, before we continue, yeah. When you introduced this episode, you were like, "Oh yeah, this guy's actually kind of cool." Get ready for a kind of cool guy who did some bullshit. What side are you on? What's going on? I don't know. The guy's. He wants to murder. He wants to to watch shit burn down while his bitch is rubbed down with olive oil <laughs> oh, in the yeah. middle of town square. Like that's his shit. And like this is this is pretty cut and dry to me. I, this guy's a badass. He's a badass. <laughs> yeah, he's a badass. Bad egg, he's, badass. Okay, badass. So that's just like give him the badass thing. Don't go. Oh, he did some bullshit, but he's also kind of cool. You know, like at the top of the episode, like I just said, we're we're here right now. This man is a badass. All right, how do you feel about badass? So this these these two badasses, Billy Jim Bob Boy, <laughs> and okay Jack Slade, they square off with each other. You know, legs wide, eyes locking. And uh, yeah. Jack was ready to gun down this idiot, and all of a sudden, draw! Before Jack could pull out his cult, James was pointing his revolver at Jack. Wow. And okay. this was the first time Jack had lost a draw. So wow. Jack, or, so James slowly walked over to Jack and put his barrel between his eyes and said, uh, and, and everyone in the wagon train was like, holy shit, this is like some world star hip-hop shit. What the fuck? Got it. Yeah. Wow. Like a disc he just track. he walks up to him, barrel on his head, and he goes, "Some people call me a cowboy. <laughs> Some call me the gangster of love. Yeah. Wow. Some people call me Maurice. Gotcha. So this is when Jack turns into a little weenie man. He's like, "Yo, Jim, I didn't mean this to end in a gunfight. Uh, it would be a shame for anyone to die over a matter such trivial as this." We should settle this more like civilized men. Oh. Blowjob. Right. By sawing ears off. So James lowers his revolver, you know, puts it back in his holster, and then Jack tackles Good. him. The, oh, the, he's one of these shit. The two of them are rolling around, you know, punching each other, and uh, they get up, you know, square off again. Jack goes for a hook to James. James sidesteps and punch, punches Jack right in the nose, breaking it. There you go. Oh. I would love to do that to my boss. Jack then <laughs> Jack then pulls his cult out, but James was too quick and tackled him to the ground, pinning him, and J James pulled out his Bowie knife and put it to Jack's th throat. Oh, wow. Fuck. This is escalating. Yeah, so S Jack then said... Jim, you're a heck of a lot faster and tougher than I thought. I might be mm. proud. Uh, I'm mighty proud to have someone like you as a friend. <laughs> Brown noser too. Look at that. <laughs> he just sounds like Dale Gribble. <laughs> Pocket sand. I might need to use you at some point. Well, I'll tell you what. I wasn't ready for when he tackled me just the way he did like that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so Jim seems faster on the reflexes all around. Yeah, so so Jim says to Jack, he says, um, just to get one thing slate. I, uh, one thing's. Just to get one thing straight. <laughs> I don't. It works, though. I don't like you, Slade. I don't like the way you do business. 
And I don't like bullies. And I don't like token from men that I don't... Res- I don't like taking orders from men I don't respect. So from this point on, I'm in charge of the wagons. You work for me. And if you don't like it, start walking. Huh. And I also don't like pine nuts. I will pick you out. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> so Jack, a little bitch boy, is like, that's fine. And he obeyed James for James's orders for the rest of the way until they reached Virginia City, Montana with a smile. All right. That sounds like a, a, a land mutiny, <clears throat> yeah. if you will. So James, when he reached Virginia City, he was like, fuck this freight thing, and he just stayed there. So Jack was like, Whew, don't have to deal with this guy anymore. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Where's HR when you need him? Okay, so Slade, after this whole thing with uh, Jimmy Bill... Uh, he goes back to his normal thing. He's brutally knocking off bandits, Indians, collecting ears. Jesus. Now, again, like the, the parent company, little Waddell, they're like, they're like, hey, this is great. Like this guy's obeying commands of the employer. Like he's making the freight safe. Uh, but not everyone was so honorable within the company. Enter a man named Jules Benny. And yes, Benny is spelt with an I, so we're talking about Benny from The Mummy. Oh, good. <laughs> He's got all the horses. <laughs> he does. So Benny was the station master in an up-and-coming town called Julesburg, Colorado, a town he named after himself. What? It ju- you can just do yeah, that? why not? There's no... Okay. You can actually do that today. There's certain townships you could buy the naming rights to. Okay, so Benny was a station master, like I said. I just repeated myself. Okay. Um, but one thing that he was, uh, he was suspect of tipping off groups of uh, ba- wa- wagon bandits um, at the okay. times of the freight lines. Like, you know, he'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, two o'clock or uh, vulture past seven uh, to okay. the left of the cactus. You'll see <laughs> a wagon. And he yeah. was doing that presumably for a cut, not just to make his job a little bit. That's help. right. He was taking a cut of it. So. Uh, the Weddell Company, uh, the superintendent, a man named uh, Fricklin. <laughs> oh, Fricklin Propane? Yeah, Fricklin Propane. Um, he was like, hey, I'm going to send the best man out for the job, Jack Slade. He needs more ears. So now Jack was instructed to gather intel about Benny and confirm that he was actually robbing the freights before taking action. So like okay, a, like so a, a stay. Yeah. So like a good employee, Jack went to the local saloon and started asking questions. Okay. Hey Benny, where do you get this hot tub? <laughs> where that jet ski come from? I noticed you got a couple of quads on the property. That ain't cheap. <laughs> so he's asking around these like weird fucking miners with like seven teeth. And they're like, I don't know, Benny probably a good guy. I've never even seen him before. Collectively seven yeah. teeth. <laughs> But Benny was actually tipped off in the fact that Jack was coming to town. And one of the henchmen at the saloon ran up and told him that Jack was snooping around the saloon. Right? So when, when mm. Jack exited this place, he's walking down the boardwalk. Because back then they used to have the wood boardwalks connecting all the towns. Right? Fucking classy. Keeps your dirt off your yeah, feet. Yeah. So he's walking down the boardwalk. And then, bang! Benny shot him right in the back with a double barrel shotgun. <gasps> <laughs> Wow, that's more than a bang. That's that's a, that's a, that's a boom. Yeah, bam. a little boomstick. Boomstick right in the back. Mm, Benny. People rushed over. Benly, Benny calmly reloaded his uh, shotgun and shot Jack again mm-hmm. on the ground from 10 feet away. 
What's he firing? And then he did it again. He shot him again. Okay. So that's, what, six rounds of shotgun? Six rounds of shotgun. Now, Benny... Looked down at the do Benny looked down at the motionless pile of gore that was Jack, spat on him, and then yelled out to his goons, bury him. Well that spit's gonna start an infection, yeah. probably. Yeah, you gotta wash that. That's out. the end, right? Yeah. Uh oh well no, because you yeah, didn't ask yeah. us and we do have the a question formula here post mortem. Should have asked you, know. you the question. I could have made it more yeah, of a surprise. The people the people listening can see there's minutes left to go, or perhaps half hour. Yeah, so, no, Jack lifted his head up. You know, he's like a fucking, ugh, just on the ground. <laughs> this is inconvenient. He lifted his head up and said, I shall live long enough to wear your ears as my watch guard. There's no need to bury me right now. And then Virginia came over and scraped him <laughs> off the ground like a fucking pancake, yeah, she, chocolate she chip pancake, <laughs> just like, get on up. With a huge dustpan. So Benny was fucking shocked, and he started to reload his shotgun when the townsfolk grew a pair and decided to step in because Jack was just unloading on this fucking gore mess on the ground. You know what I mean? They're like, dude, I mean, you already shot him in the back. And now you're just going <laughs> to fucking keep shooting this guy? Come on. He's human haggis at this point. <laughs> Leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah. Let him be human haggis. If that's what he wants to be, if that's how he wants to transition, then let him do it. Jesus Christ. If he identifies as haggis, <laughs> you let him do it. So the, the town folk charged Benny. They took him prisoner, and they decided to give him a good old-fashioned lynching. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Classic bad So, uh, Benny was hanged up on the, uh, on the tele- telegraph pole. Oh, God. And while he was uh, squirming up there, all of a sudden, Fricklin came into town, shot off a revolver into the air, and ordered the townsfolk to cut down Benny. It's wow. a good thing that boy doesn't sleep in. So, he, so, Fricklin walked over to Benny and said, Benny, you're a rattlesnake and have no right to live, but I don't intend to be party to no lynching. If you promise to leave Colorado Territory and never come back, I'll cut you loose. If not, I'll stroll away and let the crowd do what they intend to do. Jeez, all right. Well, it sounds like he did care. (laughs) Hashtag care. Yeah. No. (laughs) He's just like, I don't care about you, but I'll tell you something I will do. You can walk out of here and be fine, but also don't care. So you want to stay here? You can get ripped open by these fucking miners so big they can rip your dick off with the Saturday afternoon's worth of punch. You understand? I'm imagining like the, the, the pastrami omelet that Jack is right now is just screaming in agony in the background the entire time this conversation is taking place. Give me your ears! Give me your ears! <laughs> How much exposition do you two need? <laughs> so, Penny obviously agreed, and he scurried off. And then Fricklin turned over to the period blood goop that was Jack Slade. And yeah. he was he was like, he thought Jack was dead, because he's just fucking sitting there motionless. And when he, Not drinking. When he walked over to Jack, he kind of twitched a little bit. You know? <laughs> like, ah, kill me! <laughs> Tile yourself off some. We got ears to take. So Fricklin quickly rushed Jack to the doctor. Now, remember, 
this is the 1800s, so the only anesthetic was good doctor. Yeah, the only anesthetic was whiskey, and so Jack, Jack being a seasoned drinker, I'm not sure it actually did anything, but they guzzled like a full bottle into his fucking shot up gullet. I understand. Because I'm all liquored up right now, and if you took a few toes, I'd still be able to finish the podcast. Yeah, for sure. I, I just don't, imagine like the Bugs Bunny, like Roadrunner type cartoon, where like he takes the whiskey and it just like sieves out onto the floor through all his gunshots. Yeah, wounds. absolutely. So mm. this doctor pulls out a few of the buckshot out of his chest, and uh, Jack. Act, the reason why Jack lived is because he was wearing a leather vest and. Um, the leather was, I guess, good enough to stop the buckshot, kind of. Okay. Or at least slow it down. It was barely leather. It was still wet meat <laughs> from a cow. Yeah. So after that, because you need you need a little moisture to suck up that punching power. Yeah. You know. After uh-huh. hours of poking and prodding, the doctor was like, "Nah, dude, can't save this guy. You got to bring him to a hospital." <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't that the first choice? <laughs> right? He's got a day's worth of buckshot in. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, let's bring him to the let's bring him down to the old Medi Center. See if they can put a few band-aids on him, see if he can walk home. I think the first person, like in the old timey West they drag you to would be like the barber. It might have been the barber. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, because hair is actually skin. Yeah. That's true. What do you want? Number two on your organs? You want number three? What do you want? You want me to fade this oh, body you part up? Me to it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, man. I just fade had to talk the, about the, the fade. Intestines. I got to talk about the fade. I got to talk about my man, Arthur, been cutting my hair. He's got none up top, but he understands my height. <laughs> you understand? So remember, I mean, they're in Julesburg, Colorado. This is the middle of nowhere. So the closest uh-huh. hospital is actually St. Louis. And that's that's wow. a 12-day journey. So Fricklin loaded Jack into the back of a wa- wagon and started the bumpy what? trip all the way to St. Louis. Why not bring the doctor to to the flesh pile and not the other way around? I don't know. Dude's like, I'm not going out of fucking Colorado. <laughs> what the fuck's yeah, there? Illegal weed? Yeah, I guess. I'll get fired if I smoke not legal weed. <laughs> so somehow Jack survived barely. And they were able to remove most of the buckshot. Some of the buckshot stayed in uh. his, was either too close to vital organs or just too deep, and it just stayed in his body the rest of his life. So remember, that's that's lead cool. poisoning off the bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to be crazy. He's going to be talking to people. Yeah. But uh, it took Jack a full year for recovery, and when, when, when Jack was well-ish, he set out for his revenge. All crippled. Yeah, all like Timmy. So Jack set out from St. Louis, late 1860. And remember, Jack was the best tracker in the West, so it didn't really take him a long time to find Benny. Um, Benny had actually not been that far. Julesburg is right on the border of Colorado and Wyoming. So Benny had just basically gone over to Wyoming. He's like, dude, I'm here. It's not in Colorado. It's like right over there. It's not that far. Also, for the time period, uh, he's obviously not getting drafted for Civil War service because I don't think they wanted anyone who already had like a pound of lead. In <laughs> yeah, right. No. And also, I think you were exempt if you if you're like, oh, dude, that guy's fucking in the middle of nowhere fighting mountain lions. Like, fuck that. We don't want them. Yeah, he didn't care Jefferson Davis or Abraham Lincoln. He didn't take sides. This guy was just out to make sure that the sugar got places it needed yeah. to be. Yeah. So. Uh, 
What's really important. So Jack and his posse, because he wrangled up a posse as you do back in the day, an insane mm-hmm. one, the insane wrangler yeah, okay. posse. Gotcha. Um, so he wrangled up this posse. He went to Chasseau Ranch on the Colorado-Wyoming border, and that's where he caught up with Benny. Uh-oh. So, so Benny, he decided to tie him to a corral behind the re- relay station. And he studied him up and down. He was like, let me take a good hard look at you. Let me see what this boy is. Let me see what this boy's all about. You know what I mean? Benny, I got a few words for you. One's a question. How you like them eggs? Fried or fertilized? And the next one is, I'm going to kill you. Yes. That's not so much a question. Yeah, that was the first one was for fun. The second one is for what I'm going to do. So Jack, without a word, he didn't ask if you wanted him fried or fertilized. Jack oh, pulled God. out his Colt and fired. But Benny jolted to the side, and the bullet just grazed his cheek like all samurai shit. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Amazing. So he's doing the, like, the, the anime protagonist wound. Yeah, exactly. You made me use 10% of my abilities. <laughs> mm. I will send you to the next dimension! You know, the anime bad guy looking down with his hair on his face and laughing. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Slowly cranes so, up. So, that's all you got. Jack boy, I get a big old western green for you. <laughs> I got a John Wayne style dick coming right for you. And my dick is made of poop. And it's gonna fuck you up your own ass. Understand my colon cancer will be soon taking over your body. And you'll experience my pain. And then tomorrow, the mailman will be dropping off. No, I don't know. Where does this go? Where does that yeah, go? Yeah, I, I always tune out. Watching? I tune out halfway through every anime monologue. <laughs> I just do. So, uh, Frieza, or... or, or uh, No. Yeah. So, Frieza... It's not an anime. Frieza has his bullet, you know, graze on his cheek. You know, okay. and then he, like, pulls a Nelly. But um, uh. but but all of a sudden, Jack has a change of heart. He drops his pistol back into his holster. And he told Benny, hmm. write your last will and testament. So remember, he's tied okay. to a pole. He can't write anything. So Jack found him. No, unless he yeah. can do it with his feet. Jack found a man that had just gotten off the wagon from this wagon relay. He's like, dude, you know how to write a fucking will? I need you to help, man. So... Well, also back then, it was more like, do you know how to write? Jack knew how to write. Remember, he was all educated, but he was not going to write for fucking Benny. He's beyond writing. He hasn't done that in a while. Mm. I mean, technically, at one point in my life, I knew something about algebra. (laughs) But I'm a working man now. I don't need that. Yeah, so so Jack tells Benny, get talking. You have two minutes. All right. So the man wrote 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 up Benny's testament, and... Then Jack was like, Jack signed it. You know, you had to have a witness. So Jack signed it. <laughs> and then he was like, yo, dude, uh, you just wrote this will. You want to go to the saloon? And so they went to the saloon and left Benny on the corral. Just tied, tied up. up still, waiting for death. God damn it. I want to leave my sea do to my nephew, Gerald. Uh-huh. And What's I want to leave my hot tub to my nephew, Gerald. Benny's all tied up this corral. Jack goes into the saloon with his buddies, starts drinking for a few uh-huh. hours, 
Eventually, Jack emerges from the saloon with a bottle full of whiskey in one hand and his revolver in the other. A junk, a drunken mm. crowd of patrons had arrived, uh, had uh, filled in behind him. Yeah, patrons that should go to rosemortem.com slash Patreon. Patreon.com slash rosemortemcast. Yeah. Good job. Uh, so Jack took a tug of the whiskey and said, Benny, you're going to pay for bushwhacking me back in Julesburg. We're going to do this a little at a time so you know how the pain I felt over the last 12 months. Holy fuck. Jack then shot Benny through the thigh, and then he walked back into the bar. (laughs) Holy shit. Jack went on a 24-hour drinking bender, periodically emerging from the bar to shoot Benny in another non-lethal place. Benny received 22 gunshot wounds, and every time Benny would pass out, Jack would dump a pail of water on his head. (laughs) And the town is just Yeah, watching. everyone's like, dude, people were like coming in on this like freight wagon and they were getting off and like missing their next wagon just to watch them like this guy just slowly wow. murder this dude. Like daytime television. <laughs> yeah. Finally, after twenty four hours and a and a huge crowd of people behind Jack, he decided enough was enough and Jack put a bullet in Benny's skull. Fuck me, after 24 yep. hours. Uh, Jack then took his Bowie knife and cut off both of Benny's ears. Oh, I didn't I, see why? that coming. One, why did he do one that? Of, well, I I'll forgot. tell you why. One of his ears he nailed to a post at a way station, and the other one he traded to a barber for free haircuts. <laughs> okay. I mean, having a human ear. Pretty cool, but having yeah. a fresh cut. Zelda. I feel like you can also you can also make an ear into a coin purse if you need. Yeah, it. you could you just fold it over. You could do something with an ear. You might be able to use it as a coaster if you like leave it under some textbooks for a while. You know those like weird coin purses that like um, you you could like kind of poke them through. They're like made out of like that weird rubber. I don't. You remember those toys in the nineties? They're essentially just a plastic dome. Homies? Oh, pop them, guys. You just, like, set them and yeah, they the pop. Yeah, you, you, you flip them inside out and you put them <laughs> on the table and you, like, wait a minute and they just fly into the air. I would do that to mm-hmm. the ears. And mm. just, it would be a great bar trick. Not every ear will be able to do that. Like, no, for you example, need, like, you need, like, an ear like mine. Yeah, like a big-ass Ernest Borgnine-style <laughs> ear. Yeah. So My ears could probably do that if you chopped them off. Yours would work. Leave that in the Hawaiian yeah. sun for a bit. Oh yeah, tan it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you well, they can't to be too it. dried out, this. or else they won't have that suck. Yeah, they, they need the they need the Hawaiian breeze uh, yeah. to like kind of loosen them up. Mm. So after Benny's death, Jack's life took a turn for the worse. Uh, so Russell of Russell Major and Waddell, remember I was talking about this guy. Wait, are you trying to tell me that his life didn't cha- take a change for the worse when he killed that homeless oh, man? Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, but now he's like, this is the first turn for the worse. That dude, you got? I mean, he killed the homeless man, and then he became like the richest guy in the frontier. He became the Rat King. <laughs> he was like, I will fuck all of you backwards. <laughs> I got nothing. I had money. I left it on the table. <laughs> so so Russell of this Russell, Major, and Waddell started the Pony Express. You guys know what that is, right? Yeah, I do know what that is. Uh, it was a famous mail courier service that was the first of its kind that offered speedy coast-to-coast mail. Um, so Jack was in charge of operating... The sections east of the Cascades, but like 
you know, west of, you know, I don't know, Nebraska. Ah, up in them parts. Although famous, the Pony Express was actually a financial nightmare and only lasted a year. Um, I heard, hmm. I remember hearing yeah. that, yeah. Uh, during this time, Jack's drinking got even heavier. And the thing about when he got drunk, he, he kind of changes up a little bit. This time, he would ride his horse into saloons and start shooting every bottle and mirror in the place. The dude just had a fetish for breaking shit. Andrew WK's uh, adopted brother. <laughs> yeah. Alex WK. I'm trying to imagine, like, the barkeep just enduring that for, like, the fourth time a week. Just like, fuck, he's back. Hit the deck. We just put that mirror in, and these bottles are brand new. As you could see, I didn't even open them yet. Just started He actually yesterday. shot a barkeep one time because what they used to do, if you were too drunk, you'd basically get the well drinks version of whatever you were asking for, which they kept under oh. the bar. Like, they didn't keep it behind them. So the barkeep went to go grab, like, the, dude, this guy's too drunk. Here's some rum. And... Um, Jack interpreted that as him going for a gun, so he just gunned down one of the fucking barkeeps. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, like, every time someone twitched next to yeah. him, they got a bullet. So all this shit went down, and uh, uh, Jack would always wake up, like, a few days later and, like, start apologizing, like, oh, sorry, I fucking shot your bar up. You want some money? <laughs> but, okay, so he's... I he's want my husband back, Mr. Jack. <laughs> so... Here's 412. So Jack got kicked out of Colorado entirely after a drunken night of killing someone's sleeping dog. And... Oh, no. Oh, no. Leave the dog at it. Dude, like, it's 2019. Those are basically children. (laughs) Fur babies. And and children's are basically types of vases that when they fall over, you you know, you just gotta pick them up. Pick them up and don't vaccinate he Then he resettled in Wyoming with Virginia... But his employer, employer had said enough, and he was like, hey, guess what? We're going to replace you. You're a dummy. Get out of here. Oh. Um, and Jack was like, I can't do this freight shit anymore. I have to live the straight and narrow life. I'm going to go become a farmer or a rancher or some shit. And so he's like, him and his wife, Virginia, moved to the mining town of Virginia City, Montana in 1863. Hey, okay. All right. And, and then nothing happened there. No. A lot of things happened. So, gotcha. Oh, good. Oh, good. Jack yeah, no, did pretty no, well in Virginia. Making sure we have more podcasts to work with. Yes. Jack did pretty well mm. in Virginia City. He bought 520 acre track of land. Uh, he started a ranch and became a dairy farmer, you know, sucking that liquid gold of life out of them udders. Gotcha. Yeah, you just got to suck that fucking udder and spit it into the bucket, you know? I got to take these cow germs and turn them into people germs. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a serious. You know what I say to those people who do that today? Thank you for yeah, your service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. America loves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after moving to the area, the, the area was hit by drought and local crops failed. So Virginia, which Virginia City, which is conveniently located in the middle of nowhere, was on the point of starvation. <laughs> wow. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, they needed someone to make the dangerous trek through Sioux territory and bring them supplies to the town. But the gosh, Jack Slade. All right. And, uh, you know, if he sees a Sioux, he's going to sue that ear <laughs> off that head, you know? Oh, being sued for ears? <laughs> 
Oh my God, you touched my Mercedes with your penis. Now I'm going to sue you. Give me that ear. I'm throwing the ear off your fucking head. I need something to hang on my uh, on my rear view mirror, which is totally illegal, but for some reason we keep doing it. We got air fresheners just like an ear shape, you know? <laughs> Smell the pine I got on this motherfucker. <laughs> so Jack Slade basically volunteered. He saved the town. He was able to resupply them without a hitch. Local hero. Okay. All right. It sounds like go. nothing actually happened. Like they were like, "Hey, can you go about forty-five minutes west of here and get us a snack?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I could do that. I'll bring back the whole Ritz box, <laughs> old timey Costco." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Comes back, the whole town's good. Shabing, shabang. We got the hot pockets up and running for everybody. <laughs> All right. So now I'm gonna tell you like a little weird factoid that you can fucking tell people when you're drunk. You want to hear that? Lay it on my yearning body. Uh, so the modern Montana police force has its roots in a vigilante law enforcement group called the Committee of 100. Now, these... W- okay. And for short, the Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So these, these were a group of well-respected citizens that would meet in the middle of the night and discuss and deal with undesirables in their community. And like any group that meets in the middle of the night, they wore hoods. Yeah. Oh, well, this is. Mm, <laughs> hmm, hmm. So when you say undesirables, you mean black people? Um, no, there was white folks. I mean, there was white folks. There was black folks. Okay, well, you just laid it down like I, you know, these guys were hood wearing individuals. Maybe in maybe in in Alabama, they're all you know KKK'd out. But it sounded like. In Montana, it was like, are you just a, a person I don't like? Let me talk about you in a hood. Gotcha. Mm. These vigilantes were basically judge, jury, and executioner. So, so if uh-huh. they wanted someone out of their town, they would write the numbers 3, 7, and 77 on the person's door. Now, uh, if you had okay. those numbers on your door, it meant you need to get out of town as quickly as possible because these group of masked men were going to come to your door and lynch you. What? They were going to David Duke you yeah, out David, of town. Exactly. What, what's the significance behind the, the numerical? I'm glad three, the father, son, the holy <laughs> seven, seven, seven. We are one above six, six, six. We are Striper. We are the best Christian thrash band in town and don't you fucking forget <laughs> it. I'm glad you asked, Cody. That was the next point of my script. Was that uh, three seven seventy seven were the dimensions of a grave? So it was three feet wide, seven feet long, and seventy seven inches deep. Now, surprisingly enough, the state troopers in Montana on their cars today are written the numbers three seven seventy seven, which is really fucked up. Yeah. Let's not go to Montana anytime soon, boys. Wow. That is a fun factoid. You know, I will start opening up at bars. Yeah, right? You're right. Just that one factoid, though. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, hey, Tom, nice to see you. I haven't seen you since high school. I'm be like, you know what the numbers three, seven, and 77 mean? <laughs> Come on, booked. Alex. Ask me. I think we have a uh, have a uh, a follower called Ma- Montana's fastest gamer. I mean, he's probably outrun the cops like seven times. Well, mm. congratulations to Montana's fastest gamer. You're outrunning the right people. <laughs> they want to put you in the grave. Stay away. <laughs> Stay away from him. Yep. So don't tell him you listen to this. So podcast. after Jack had saved the town, he may have joined this 
this committee of 100. Um, but the leader, the leader okay. of Virginia City was none other than James Williams. Billy Bob, the guy that had fucking, you know, oh bested him. Oh, my God. Oh, you mean Jim yeah, Bill? Yeah, Jim Bill. Jim Bill. Fuck. So Jack had a bit of an altercation <sighs> at the local lumber supplier, and Jack had basically refused to pay the price uh, the supplier was asking. Things got a little tense. Jack made some threats, and a local passerby had stepped in and paid the difference of what Jack was offering and what the supplier was asking because he just wanted to de-escalate the situation so jack had thought that his past was behind him when he moved to virginia sitter sitter city sitter (laughs) i'm working on my hat kill too sitter Uh and you'd think that virginia city will be located in a place like virginia but i'll tell you what it's nowhere close to virginia i'll tell you what (laughs) but after witnessing this flare-up between jack and the local lumber supplier James Williams made sure to bring up the dangers of having Jack Slade in the community. Because yeah, Jack, dangers. Cause Jack dangers. Slade sells drugs to the local community. Oh, man. This is this is King of the Hill and, like I was just watching before this episode, Dolomite. Oh, yeah. You, you got to keep saying. the guns out of the community. <laughs> Jack didn't receive the dreaded 3777 on his door, but he was asked to leave Virginia hmm. City ASAP. Dude, get the fuck out. Do you know why? I actually did a little bit of research before this episode. Why? Do you know why? Why is that? Because wasn't black. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Or Chinese. They really didn't like Chinese there. Yeah, but the Chinese, they just worked mm. them to death. They Do you know, actually, one thing I learned when I went there was the Chinese were the richest people in town because they were they worked laundromat. But Laundry, what they yeah. would do is the gold miners would go into these mines and they'd rip up you know gold flakes and shit. And they would laundry out all of the gold and collect it in their oh, pans. Fucking look at that! And they would have more gold than the miners. Wow, that is ingenious. Jack was a little bit stunned. I mean, he was like, "Dude, I saved the town. Like, if you want me to leave, he didn't put up a fight. He was like, "All right, let's leave." And like Virginia, like pack up shit again. We're kicked out of our third state. But then Jack started drinking and heavily. It's like I feel like he's just constantly drinking, but he just dials it yeah, up yeah, every he, so often just for just for up kicks. To Eleven, mm. like yeah, like let's ride a horse and do a so, saloon. Yeah, unload. Jack got plastered, and he did what he did. He knows best. He got, he got drunk, rode his horse into a saloon in the middle of town, started firing at anything breakable. Go. Once he walked into everyone's garden and started squishing <laughs> tomatoes. One by fucking Once one. he had smashed everything and yeah. drank his way through the saloon with him and his buddies, he moved on to the next, uh-huh. drinking and breaking everything. Jack then rode his horse into a theater and ordered the actress, Kate Harper, to take <laughs> off her clothes. What? I love this. Virginia's out there all big-breasted like, you better just, just do it. Just do it. We're, <laughs> we're me, open. Honey. Just do it. Just do it. He will leave you alone if you do it now. <laughs> I'd I like to imagine he interrupted like the third act. That's what he play. did. He was literally walked in the oh, middle of this play, a play and he was like, going on. take off your clothes, Perfect. woman. <laughs> like from the back row <laughs> on a horse. Take off your clothes, oh. woman. <laughs> I love laughing at these things because they don't happen that much. Do it slow. <laughs> so he... Dance all sexy. He did that me. shit. Then he started riding up and down the high street 
Uh, he was riding his horse so fast that he made a milk wagon careen off the road into a ditch. Oh, uh, uh, awesome. Wait, do you, when you say a, a milk wagon careen, do you mean a milk wagon careen? Yeah, like off? titties. They're yes. just like big floppy titties on the road. I just imagine the, the driver crying over spilt milk. Uh, and Jack's there just like, pussy. pussy. Then, then <laughs> he was also a dairy farmer, so like, you know, he was like in them other titties. He's getting rid of yeah. the competition. Then he went over to a woman named Molly Featherlegs. That owned a body owned Ooh. a body house, which is the name for a whorehouse. <laughs> and he helped oh. himself to some of the ladies without paying. Oh no, I didn't see that yeah. coming. Yeah, awful. Tom, if your uh, if your moniker is uh, Featherlegs, what's your uh, what's your uh, premier sex move that you uh, get the patrons with? Well, I come in with them feather legs and I spread them out and I get all beak tittied on you. You know, <laughs> beak oh, beak tittied. Let you have it up. <laughs> And I create a nest, and I, I spread my eggs upon your your branch, if you would, to be kind. Is, uh, display your branch, and I'm nesting up on it. <laughs> Give me about eight months to let these little cardinals go. <laughs> okay, Feather All right, legs. Tommy Feather Legs. <laughs> what a bad night. What a bad so, life having. <laughs> some, some, it's debatable how long this lasted, but some people think it lasted up to a week of just Jack Slade uh, shooting up bars, fucking hookers, <laughs> like just riding up and down the streets. I thought, yeah, I, I thought mean, you were saying he, he, his, his hooker like night lasted no, for he weeks. Probably, like, he probably he lasted didn't leave two the brothel. minutes. Yeah. And I was going to say, he can't go that long without drinking, so he probably ducked out to the saloon once or twice. Let's be honest. This guy's getting hammered all day. Yeah. How hard is it to keep your dick hard when you That is very true. Day? It's hard. Dude, you floppy. Now yeah, throw tricky. about eight rounds of buckshot into his back. <laughs> getting removed by medical science that has been unseen for hundreds of years. I think he just has a dowel dick that he wrote Viagra on. Like, he just shoved a dowel into his dick and then wrote Viagra. Oh, okay. He sounded... Yeah, yeah, a little bit of medical tape, just keep it up there. He probably poked a little hole between his bladder, he's just pissing out of his belly button, fucking everything. Yeah, some buckshot comes out every time, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, oh, you got one of my eggs, lady, you understand? There go, wow, this is horrible, I hate this job. I don't get paid enough, I need hazard pay to fuck you. Oh, All right, so um, eventually Jack was in a drunken stupor at some point during the week, and was apprehended uh -huh. by the sheriff. I don't know what the sheriff was doing up until this point. <laughs> uh, Just being yeah. annoyed too often. So um, Jack was taken to court where he was very apologetic. He had sobered up. He was like, I will pay for all the damages. Um, but then the sheriff started listing off all the charges against Jack. And Jack just kept getting angrier and angrier. He's like, I did not do that. I did not fuck that stripper that way. I did not get on that's that That's like when you're drunk at a bar. Yeah, that's like when you're drunk at a bar and you had a good day at work. And you're just like, yeah, I'll buy a fucking ram for all my friends. And then you get the fucking bill. It's just like, <laughs> I didn't buy this one for that guy. <laughs> I don't have $300 right now. You understand? I live on credit. I spat most of this, so this one out. this guy's getting the bill, and he's like, I did not get on that ski-doo with that stripper. I did not fucking touch that <laughs> butt that way. I put, like, seven pennies in her asshole, so that means I paid my bill. 
I'll I'll pay these monies, but you better come around with that change right quick because I have towns to move on to. I've got yeah. Dowling. <laughs> so he got he's got I need receipts for tax. He was getting more and more pissed, and eventually he snagged the paper out of the sheriff's hands, ripped it th- to shreds, then pulled a derringer out of his boot and pointed oh it directly God. at the judge's head. That's <laughs> wow. We have bailiffs. So the judge was held. He held the judge hostage. And made his way out of the courtroom. Then he let the judge go. A friend caught up with him shortly after this and said, You better get the hell out of town as fast as possible. Or there will be hell to pay. Yeah, I mean. There he told him he had heck to pay. <laughs> yeah, now he has hell to pay. It only gets worse. Yes. One step up. So Jack fucked around the rest of the day instead of just getting the hell out. And eventually a mob of hundreds of people, including miners that had put down their picks, and housewives had stormed into the town. And uh, they eventually caught up with Jack, and Jack started apologizing to the judge. Uh, he was like, oh, I didn't mean to hold you up with my dillinger. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. I like how you- one of the housewives out there are like, he took a shit on my butterfly bush. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I, like, I like how you said the miners put down their pickaxes and their housewives, like they're holding their housewife <laughs> while they were working. It's like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, well, I gotta, a- I gotta fuck Jack Slade's day up, honey. Get down. Yeah, that's how- Well, f- fiscally, yes. Yes. So everyone was shouting, hang him, hang him. And, uh, there in front of, uh, about a dozen people, someone produced a noose and Jack, <laughs> was reduced to a sniffling baby. Oh. He had he had begged and pleaded for them to let him go and for that he would change and become a new man. Now, uh, this is a story of a person that had, you know, dry-hung people for his entire career. There was one story I didn't include where he hung a bunch of Sioux warriors Jesus. and they just received the news stoically and was like, okay, this is my way out. This wasn't how Jack approached it. He was just a hot fucking mess, you know? Ugly crying. I also just love how every fucking town folk just has a noose at the ready in their back pockets constantly. Right? Yeah. So Jack was hanged from the crossbar of the gate of the corral, begging begging for his life and to see his wife. And the year was 1840... 1864. 1864. So just to back up a bit, Travis, how did he die? He got a hard boner hanging from a rope. Very pleasurable, pleasurable death. Uh huh. Here, Carradine was a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's a big problem in this country. Now uh, there is a little bit of postmortem. Actually, okay. a bunch of postmortem about this guy, which is great. Kind of interesting. So. Virginia had heard about her husband's lynching and had rushed over to the town, but she was too late. Jack was already cold, so Virginia shouted to the men around her and said, You trash! You hung him like, a man, like an animal! The least you could have done was shot the man! You, you, you get what you give. Yeah, right? I mean, the dude's hanging people, you know, on trees and shit. So and also to be fair, he was shot quite often. Yeah, there's a lot of bullet in it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we tried shooting him once, honey. <laughs> we wanted to do it for real this time. <laughs> wow, those are some big tits. <laughs> How do you walk? So Virginia uh, 
went to the Virginia City Undertaker and asked him to create a special coffin lined with zinc. She then placed mm. Jack's body inside the coffin and filled the casket with whiskey. Okay. Uh, she sealed it, and um, she said she was trying to preserve Jack's body uh, because she wanted to transport Jack back to Carlisle, Illinois, where he was born. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was definitely welcome there. <laughs> yeah, he just murdered Hobo, and yeah. Well, he was the town favorite. <laughs> He really was. That's the one thing we don't know about the story that I will tell you right now. This was the king of hobos. He was the guy who had a lot of money but chose to live outside and asked to grub. <laughs> and you can always appreciate a man who does that because they are fiscally conservative and a role model to their community. <laughs> so uh, she and a farmhand loaded the casket into a wagon and headed out for Illinois. The casket sloshed around, oh, making kind of a Jack God. kimchi going on, because uh, because whiskey does not preserve a body. No, it, <laughs> it just makes a gross, gross soup of, of human. <laughs> so mm, I love cucumber salad. <laughs> so, like, there's, like, a Jack Slade pickle yeah. like, fermenting in this coffin. Yeah, so Jack started sitting around in ball jars in museums all over the country. <laughs> Jack started to get a little bit stinky by the time they got to Virginia, or by the time they got to Salt Lake City. Um, so Virginia was like, "Fuck this shit, we're just gonna bury him here." Like, got too ripe. he got too ripe. So Jack was laid to rest in Salt Lake City Cemetery, Plot B, Grave sixty-seven, and his death date was marked. July 20th, 1864. If you wow. live in Salt Lake, send us a fucking picture. Yeah, please do. Go there and get drunk. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the people around you, i.e. the uh, the fucking underpants police, <laughs> they're going to say, don't show up here with no bottles of liquor, but you can dig in the ground and find a nice pickled gentleman to suck on until you're feeling right. <laughs> and then, then that's when you ask that chick you've been thinking about, hey, man, hey you want to go out sometime, get some coffee? Because that's all they got. <laughs> Chicks and coffee. As for Virginia, she had she had traveled with this farmhand, right? Um, uh, this guy's name was James Henry. John Redcorn. James. John Redcorn. James was it, Henry. Was it John Redcorn. No, it's not John Henry. James Henry Cassenden. Okay. Um, and uh, they kind of boned a little bit on the way there. You know, oh. Uh, while while her husband was like basically sloshing around, husband soup in the back. Not so hard. I can hear my husband stirring. And actually, this man was one of the people shouting, hang him at his lynching. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, like, where'd you pick him up? But there we go. Yeah, the two were married shortly after putting Jack in the grave. And that is Jack Slade. Did they fuck on the tombstone? Probably. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a fucking... <laughs> Like, why zinc and whiskey? Like, I'm trying to think if, like, <laughs> it's almost like they have no, like, scientific, like, not even an inkling of, like, how, like, chemistry works. So, actually, due to post-mortem research that I've done, zinc is what they would put, uh, they would make coffins lined with zinc to preserve the body because it has something to do with it eats the moisture. Mm. Okay. Like, but it, then you it put naturally kind of mummifies them. it fucks them. it all up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm, like, I don't know why she was thinking whiskey would be a good idea, but zinc is like a common thing if you're trying to uh, preserve the the body's integrity a bit, which means that you basically want a husband fleshlight. 
<laughs> no, oh. a husband with a fucking dowel in his penis. Yeah. yeah, and because he was pre-doweled, you didn't have to finick it in. You know, it just really sat there nicely. <laughs> it probably got sucked into the skin a little bit better. But as soon as you drop that whiskey, like a in, wooden penis tampon. <laughs> yeah, you try to have sex with Flan, <laughs> ladies. Would you put your husband in a in a whiskey jar? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I might like at, that. Let us know at roastmortemcast dot. I would love to be just thrown in a tub of whiskey and buried, but you, you, you got to do it quick because I'll start stinking like immediately after I'm submerged. See, like I like the idea of being put in whiskey after I'm dead, yeah. but I kind of want like I want to watch people. I, I want people to watch me break up. So find like a giant ball jar that you can see through uh-huh. and just bun- like a yoga bunch ball. Of yeah, like one of the, like something real big that they just scrunch up my body and put it in and then put a bunch of Tullamore doing it. Okay. And then everyone comes back a, six months after I'm dead and then they just shake it. <laughs> like a snow globe. And they wa- and, yeah. yeah, they watch my skin turn into fucking beautiful snow. Well, you turn into human kimchi like I brought up. It's just yeah. like a shredded beef. You know, kimchi's yeah. not shredded beef, but like it's all <laughs> fucking cabbage it's, and shit. It's Cabbage. It's cabbage. Oh, oh! One thing that I didn't put in my script was this uh-huh. guy actually. Uh, so Buffalo Bill was actually one of his apprentices. Oh, Buffalo Bill and Cody. Buffalo Bill is like a bigger uh, or Wild Bill Hickok. One, uh, oh, both. Okay. No, you were doing Billy the Kid. Didn't you do Billy the Kid? No, Those are two different bills. No, Billy the Kid. But this dude, like Cody, did um, Wyatt Earp. Yeah. But this dude oh, at yeah, the time yeah. was bigger than Wyatt Earp. You know what I mean? Wyatt Earp was like popular in the the 20th century. This guy was like the dude that everyone knew in the 18th century. Wow. He was like okay. the badass, right? He was like the Bram Stoker while Wild Earp was like the, the um, Twilight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what's Nosferatu? Uh, he is he is Genghis Khan. Oh. He is just coming out. He is going to fuck the whole family. Until one of them spits out something that looks like him. <laughs> so, Travis, what did I learn tonight? You learned that there was a man named Jack Slade, and yeah. he had liked ears. And that when you pickle the body, you shouldn't use whiskey. You should also not dry hang fuckers. Yeah. That's very inhumane. That's the, that's the part I took away. Yeah, uh, make sure you're their next break, or you have pe- children, especially children, because... If you look at the uh, the revolution in France, if your neck didn't break, you, you, they'd have pe- like children come up and hang on your toes. Oh yeah, just to, to, add to extra fucking weight. try to kill you faster. Can you imagine? Well, that's a lot of child murders they got in France. Yeah, well, that's how they do it in France. They wee oui, wee, oui, Madame Pucelle, your toes. <coughs> French. Yeah, one thing I got to say. What what was his name? Billy Ray Cyrus, the guy who shot him in the back. <laughs> yeah, Benny. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, wait. The guy who shot him in bed. Benny, yeah. Benny. Benny. Horses Benny. are yeah, on the so, other side of the river. Just never shoot anyone in the back. Yeah. Because you can have your gun drawn and just be like, hey, turn around. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> gonna shoot you. <laughs> just shoot Look him in the head. That, that makes a difference. Yeah. That makes a difference because you're a coward if you do it in the back. But if you just get him to turn around and be like, excuse me, sir, what time is it? And then shoot them, you're it not looks a good. coward. Like the CSI team is yeah. like, this is an honorable. This is a righteous kill here. I mean, also, you yeah, have I'm a per- shotgun and it spreads out. You just need to shoot him in the face. Yeah. Don't, don't shoot him in the chest. That actually happened to uh, Mark McGrath of um, Sharknado. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
that guy. Yeah, that's why his his face is pinned back quite a bit. <laughs> he got the old uh, this is a heavy hole reference is a buckshot face. Oh, lovely. He got, Look at that. Yeah, unfortunately, Jack Slade did not get a buckshot facelift. He just got a chest. He got a he got a um, he got some triple D chest oh, buckshots. Okay. Oh man, Virginia. I don't know if she actually looked like that, but I am thinking about that. I'm, you know, you understand yeah, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I understand what you're saying. I don't need it. Sometimes I just need a mountain. Also, I learned staring at me. Like I knew whorehouse, obviously. I knew uh, bordello, but I never knew that whorehouses were called a body house until I read this book. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a thing I learned tonight. Yeah, body house. Yeah, and I never knew uh, someone would want to call themselves featherleg. <laughs> That I'm still hung up on that one. I'm just like, what did this woman do to get that nickname? She had the softest knees in all the counties. But I don't want my I don't want I don't want woman legs feeling like feathers. Tom, you you dated a woman named Molly once. She did she have feather legs? No. no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's Russ Mortem Cast. Tom is very drunk tonight. Do you, can you sign off, Tom? Yeah, you want me to sign off? All right, cool. Hey, welcome to nope, uh, Roast nope. Mortem Cast. This is the very end of it uh, right now. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. You can sign off. You can make it happen. Travis, thank you very much for bringing in Jack Slade. You're welcome. Bringing in- if there's one thing that uh, I want everyone to pull away from the episode is just pull your dick out right now. Wherever you are in the world, right. just pull it out. I feel like half our listeners you gotta, don't even you got a puss? Dick. You got a puss? Yeah. Throw it out on the train tracks. And... <laughs> And tie it up to the train. Tie tracks. it up, yeah, yeah. Tie it okay. up. All right. Well, and also, and also, do do yourselves another favor. Don't listen to Travis ever. <laughs> he's uh, he's. Dude, a little... you could sag your nuts on the train tracks too. I'm just saying, like, you know, I just imagine, you know. No, I understand what you're saying, but I'm also rails. telling our audience that I'm telling our audience right now that I'm a really good friend. I don't care if you got feathers for legs, <laughs> a buckshot for back, or fucking bennies for heads. <laughs> It's time to sign out. So good night, everybody. Thank you for yes. listening to Roast Mortem Podcast. Social media, Patreon. That's it. Patreon.com slash Roast Mortem Cast. Everything else is just fake points. We don't need fake yeah, points. No, We're we need world. fake points. Go to Roast Mortem Cast on anything you use. Google it. Tom runs the uh, the Snapchat. Please send. <laughs> please send. Uh, no. Send me a feather. Wait, legs. no. Tom doesn't run it. Mike runs it. Mike He's not here. Snapchat. Send Mike your feather yeah. legs. Yeah, send him your feather legs, your moose knuckles, your fucking chestnuts. Send the him all jam. the things. Get a little dissonant with Mike. <laughs> it's the only thing he. It's the only thing he. Looks he didn't like. do anything. I know he's in Philadelphia right now. No, dude, I know him. He's like he's he probably up. He's probably up in Philly right now. He's just like I get a Philly cheesesteak with no onions. Oh, what is <laughs> just dumbass. what kind of life is that? <laughs> he needs to learn. It he needs to be an educated be down boy. Here. Patreon.com slash Roast Mortem Cast. Bye, Dank Gene. You can actually charge us money. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Dank Gene. Yeah, Dank Gene.